Honestly, I keep telling myself if Khloe Kardashian could get through 2019, I could get through staying in my house. <laughs> That's not wrong though. No, it's true. <laughs> Welcome to the second episode of Girl, I'm Proud of You. Today's episode is going to be a little bit different than our usual topics and a lot more informal. I've invited my best friend Katie to sit with me for a raw girl chat about the pandemic and how it's been affecting our mental health, relationships, and more. So before we start, I just want to give a trigger warning for those who may be sensitive to these topics. This chat is opinion-based only and based on our experiences. I invited Katie to join me on this chat because she's someone who's very passionate and aware of mental health issues, and she's someone who I personally always go to for advice. On top of that, she also has quite a different pandemic experience than me, so I thought it'd be kind of cool to hear two different sides. So please welcome Katie to the podcast. Hi, Maria. How are you? You know, I'm good. Just living my best life in this pandemic. What could I say? I'm so happy for you. I'm glad you're living your best life. I know. It wasn't always that way. When this pandemic first started, I was actually freaking out, as you know, because I would call you. But uh, You're definitely you know, not the only one. <laughs> yeah, definitely not the only one. I was on track to getting a new job. I had four interviews lined up, you know, felt like a bad bitch, had my driver's license test, like, coming up. No one judged me on that because I didn't need to drive, so please. I'm trying to Don't save the environment. Don't have my license either. Yeah, exactly. So no, no judgment here. Um, and then I was going to move downtown. You know, I was just starting my life. And then the pandemic hit and put a stop on all my plans. Um, and I'm someone who's very uncomfortable with change. I don't know if anyone out there could relate, but I just hate change. If I could eat the same thing every day, I will. I don't know. I'm just like that. And so the first few weeks I was panicking and I felt like my life was passing by me and I'm not where I want to be. And I had all these thoughts of like being inadequate and like I'm 24 and I felt like I was having a quarter life crisis. Yeah, the first few weeks were just not good. I was having cabin fever and all that stuff. Um, But then, you know, after a while, I kind of started embracing this uh uncertain time and realize that you know what this is time where i could rediscover myself and really sit with my thoughts and try to like analyze certain things about myself and certain behavioral patterns and how i could fix them and i've decided that this is a time for me to do some healing maybe that i've put to the side and just invest in my mental health and just try to be grateful for each day and the smaller things because i feel like you know, in life, we get caught up with uh, the day to day. And we live in a society where there's so much pressure to grind and constantly be on the move. So it's really a nice time to kind of like slow down and, you know, focus on myself. So I just wanted to hear a little bit about how the pandemic has been affecting you. Um, Thank you for opening up about that, Maria. I'm sure a lot of people have had similar experiences with how they've been feeling. For me, I think it was although slightly different, before the pandemic happened, I had a lot of things that I was looking forward to that obviously I didn't get to do. I just recovered from having surgery, so I was like extra excited to get all the things like done out of the way and to finally like not have to worry about things anymore and just experience 
what I've been wanting to experience. I was supposed to see my family and they live in a different country. Um, I was going to go to Europe for 10 days. Um, I had ballet booked. I was going to go see Hamilton, which I had been dying to see for like two years. Um, I had all this fun stuff planned for March and April and then it all got canceled, which obviously really sucks, like not being able to see your family because they're literally across country borderlines and um, losing a whole bunch of money from my Europe trip and like having to get all these tickets refunded and all this stuff, which is already a hassle. So it was really sad, especially since I had just taken all this time off for surgery and I'd already had all this time where I wasn't doing anything. And then literally two weeks later, <laughs> I was working from home and stuck, not allowed to do anything else. So that was kind of unfortunate and sad. You're the type of person who's like constantly doing things. And I don't yeah. know, I never really see you at home just like chilling. So I can imagine that's like, you just want to be living your yeah. best life, your version of your best life. That <laughs> I is. always like considered my, previously, like would have considered myself like an introvert, but I guess over these past few months, I've really realized that I am not. I'm definitely more extroverted than I thought I was. After work, I would have something planned almost like four days of the week. The weekend, I'd be doing something at least one of the days, whether it was like fitness classes, seeing friends, like going to restaurants. I was never a homebody, even though I thought I was. So actually being forced to be a homebody has been interesting. Although I am lucky that I really get along with my roommates, my sister, and her boyfriend. Um, it's definitely weird to have no one else. Yeah, for sure. So how is that for you, like, sharing the space? Like, how do you guys do it without killing each other or going crazy? I think that a lot of people, if I described the situation, would be like, are you okay? <laughs> it is <laughs> but, unique. So I live with my twin sister and her boyfriend, which when I tell people that, they're like, isn't it weird, like, living with your sister and her boyfriend like I've never lived with another like a man before so that in itself like people are like oh isn't that weird but they're actually both really lovely obviously I get along with my twin like we're very similar and we don't really fight very often um and Brayden my sister's boyfriend is very 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 chill so like fortunately everyone gets along really well and is very like clean and stuff like that but we do live in like a very small space it's 780 square feet for three people which is very tiny so it's basically just two bedrooms and a living room so everyone has just to be very mindful of the space that they're taking up not leaving things on the ground oh we also have a cat which honestly she probably takes up the most space she has the most uh dominance in the household probably so if anything she's the roommate that we have to worry about this is why i'm a dog person <laughs> if you like cats i'm sorry i don't want to offend anyone dogs are just always happy to see you like ready to give you unconditional love and you know what i'm a little needy so i need that you're <laughs> the most dog person of dog people that could be a dog person thank you that's a compliment so yeah. thank you so much so I know that your situation is obviously a little different than mine because you still have your job. So yay, congrats to you. Yay. You know, it's not fun being on the phone trying to call um, EI for like no. hours and hours and days and days and you just get hung up on. I'm sorry if anyone else is dealing with that. Like I, know, I literally. That sounds awful. I'm sorry you've experienced that. Yeah, it was awful. It was terrible. But you know what? I got through. I persevered. Those of you out there, do not give up. Yeah, yeah. I did it. 
So yeah, what's it like working from home all the time? Because I know with your job, it wasn't like the type of job to work from home in the first place. So yeah, so, what has that transition been like for you? Um, I work at a hospital. So uh, just to get some context, I'm not a clinical person. I'm a librarian, probably the opposite of a clinical person. <laughs> the hospital I work for is a really big three network, 10,000 plus staff hospital. And so we have three different libraries within those hospitals and we help the staff with research and finding good literature for to support their medical decisions, blah, blah, blah. I don't do that though. I mostly do library marketing stuff and our social medias and that's the main gist of it. So I've never ever worked from home. I'm actually pretty new to working. I only graduated last year. So the whole transition was very strange to start working from home. I would say I'm someone who doesn't have great discipline. Like it takes me a lot to actually get focused and ready to work. I need to have a good situ like space situation. I need to like have the right music playing. I need to be in the right mood. So it takes me a lot to actually get in that right space. And let's just say at home, that's really hard for me because like I said before, 780 square foot apartment, I don't have a desk. The only place I can sit is either on the floor my bed or the couch yeah I would just so, fall asleep to be honest like I need my Starbucks you know when I'm working I need to yeah. be wearing something that's not sweatpants and you know yeah. get myself in that mood so that's definitely tough it's I remember hard. yeah I remember I worked from home a bit when in my last job and it's just very hard to stay like focused and on track there's so many distractions at home especially if you're living with two people in such a small space and a cat that's like pretty needy yeah, so focusing is really hard. Like, say, like, on an average day, my productivity from, like, 0 to 100 was, let's say, like, at best was, like, between, like, 75 and, like, 95 while I was at work. At home, my productivity is honestly probably, like, gosh, I hope no one from my work listens. Yeah, I was going to say, um, hopefully they don't <laughs> probably listen. Probably, like, between, like, 35 and, like, 50%. Like, 50% would be like, wow, Katie, that was excellente. Good job. So like productivity is dramatically dropped, which I'm someone who gets anxious and I like having positive reinforcement. So when I'm at work, I it's pretty easy to get that because I can easily just like pop into my boss's office or like ask one of my colleagues like how things are doing and stuff. When I'm at home and I already don't feel like I'm doing a good job because like I'm so, it's so hard to focus on anything yeah and, and you have then, no feedback you know feedback and then it's so easy to get distracted because my sister is sitting like two feet away from me so yeah, yeah that's been hard there's then, animal crossing oh yeah <laughs> animal crossing all day all night and not with sponsored. my work too i've been brought on not sponsored no <laughs> i've been brought into like a new department to help support which uh transitioning to like something new is already difficult to do then transitioning into something new while you're at home into something that you have 0% understanding of is like really challenging. And I had like a few days two weeks ago when I'd have these meetings and I literally understood 25% of what was happening. And I would just hang up the call and start crying because I had no idea what was oh, going no. on. It was so stressful. And like, I would have to Google like 
I guess what these people would consider like simple like I'd be like what's PPE yeah. <laughs> and they were like what's like I pack what's this like and my Google's like are you okay oh well, thank you for being so honest because I'm sure a lot of people could relate I mean I've had that experience even going to work that I could only imagine the communication through zoom and through like these sorts of like methods just makes everything harder because you can't just like go to your boss like you said or like to your colleague who's like Mm -hmm. literally across from you and ask a question it's just so much there's so much more barriers and you kind of have to like learn to be more resourceful and like kind of figure things out yourself which is often difficult especially like you said if you have no experience in something or if you don't understand what's going on yeah how have you been though at home like so much stuff was like happening and now it's all on pause like how have you been filling your time like what have you been doing yeah so at first I was kind of like I said sad things were going well for me I was so close to getting what I would say is like my dream job and then you know like I said everything kind of got put on pause I felt like a failure even though obviously these things are out of my control um I just felt like time slipping and I'm not doing anything so sometimes when I get overwhelmed I kind of like shut down so a lot of days I just sat in bed and watched Netflix and ate ice cream which there's nothing wrong with that but uh that's just kind of how I coped with it for a while and then I started slowly doing more self-care things or things for myself like I downloaded some audiobooks like Brene Brown Rising Strong um, which I recommend and girl wash your face things like that I started to kind of get myself more in a mindset of growth versus like throw pity parties for myself and things like that which again there's nothing wrong to do like even if you don't do anything like in a day or in a week that's fine you just have to do like what feels right and that's something that I've been telling myself I'm only doing what feels right for me and what feels natural this is the time you know for me to focus on myself and I know there's so much pressure and I even remember telling you uh, I feel like I haven't you know, done anything. Like, I feel like I haven't done enough. Like, I downloaded three courses, like, um, which also I recommend, guys. Uh, I recommend download, uh, I mean, signing up for uh, the Science of Well-Being by Yale. I've taken a Spanish course and I've started learning something I've always wanted to do, which is Illustrator, which I got a free trial on Skillshare. So I also recommend that. But uh, again, like I was kind of disappointed with myself for not creating a schedule and just not being very like, discipline strict with uh with how i'm learning for example like one lesson a day or two lessons a day or whatever it may be i just kind of like went on the flow but then i just remind myself that you know it's like still something that i didn't know before and i'd rather just go at my own pace and again i remember like complaining to you and you said that i took up a passion for skincare which i didn't even rationalize or realize that i did do that like i learned so much about skincare now your knowledge level went like significantly up when you i talk to you about stuff now i'm like whoa (laughs) you know so much i went from just washing with water to like having a whole skincare routine because you know 25 is coming up and uh we can't afford to not have one <laughs> we can't sleep on our skincare no don't sleep on it guys even men out there gotta start soon prevention girl, is wash key. your face girl wash your face and wear some sunscreen please anyways so you just reminded me of that and i've been feeling a lot better about it and i'm just kind of doing what makes maria happy um i'm not putting pressure on myself i'm not pressuring myself to get abs or to work out like summer 2020 is probably not going to be a thing anyway so summer 2021 I'm coming for you but yeah I don't know I'm just like going with the flow and just doing whatever feels right and I'm not forcing myself to do anything so that's kind of the approach and something that I 
really love about this time is that I started reconnecting with some friends and also trying to build stronger relationships with people in my life because I found that when I was working and when we were busy, um, I even you, I barely saw you. I barely saw my friends. I didn't have time to talk to anyone really. And just like, it's one thing to ask, how are you? Are you okay? And it's another thing to actually take the time to hear your friends out and what they're going through and what they're experiencing. And by doing that, you're really learning a lot more about each other and deepening those bonds so it's a really good time to connect um, and build stronger relationships so that's something that I'm very grateful and thankful for in this time Mm -hmm. I love everything you just said and I think that also one thing that's nice is what you said about taking time for Maria and doing what makes Maria happy I think that's a mindset that people should really strive for and continue to do that even after all this is over like remembering that like this is your only life like this is your life and just working nonstop or like focusing on all these other different things, the end goal should be for you to be happy, right? So having that mindset and allowing yourself to continue holding that mindset, I think is really important. Yeah. And like you said, like it's a time to really get to know yourself better and find out what areas you could improve. And like for me personally, um, I started realizing things about myself, like For example, if I feel like I'm going to fail something like a course or something, I just don't do it. And that's that kind of like stopped me from doing a lot of those online courses and things like that. I'm like, oh, I don't really get this. So I'm just not going to do it. Like I I realized that I have this like huge feel of failure to the point where I just uh, don't even start something because I'm scared I'm going to fail. So that's something that I'm really happy to have learned about myself because obviously now I try to keep that in mind when I'm starting something and I'm trying to have more grace with myself and uh break things down instead of getting overwhelmed with them. Um, mm-hmm. I downloaded BetterHelp. So I've been seeing a therapist um, trying to kind of like work through my anxiety and other things that um, I've kind of suppressed and haven't really had time to worry or focus on. So it is really a time where there's a lot of healing, not just personally, but um, even the earth itself is healing right now. Like the pollution is decreasing. Animals are going back to their habitat, things like that. So although it is a time of a lot of chaos, it's actually also a time of a lot of healing, which is kind of uh, weird, like a paradox. So what about you? Like, what would you say you have like learned about yourself in this time or things that you didn't know um, before? Um, it's funny that you asked that, actually. I feel like recently I've learned that I'm very impatient. And I always thought I was someone who was very I would can say I was patient, but there's a lot of different things that have come forward that have been like, wow, you can't wait. <laughs> and I don't know if that's just because I'm in like a heightened state of anxiety because of things that are going on where I have less of a tolerance than what I would usually have. But recently I've noticed that if I ask someone to do something or if I'm just waiting for something, my tolerance for how long I'm able to wait is dramatically shorter, which is something I guess that's kind of negative that I realized about myself, that it's not really fair to expect others to do things as soon as I ask. Like, I shouldn't have that expectation at all, really. So I've been trying to be more mindful of my patience and what I have my expectations on for others and that it should be fair. So that's something I've been thinking about. Also, I guess this is something I've known for a little while, but I guess it's something that's solidified is that I very easily get um, like nighttime anxiety. And so if I don't have like a proper like nighttime routine, it's very difficult for me to fall asleep. Yeah. 
So I've been trying to like set better nighttime routines. So at 11.15, I try to start my like face cleansing and like all my skincare stuff and like brushing my teeth and getting into bed so that I try to be in bed before 11.30 and then actually like do some mindfulness like meditations. And you actually recommended this to me too, the Calm app. Yes. I tried listening to a few of their stories, which has been helpful too. Um, And then just actually like easing myself into sleep. And I've told a lot of people like I'm not answering the phone anymore or talking to anyone looking at my phone after 11.30 p.m. Because I try to like eliminate screen time before I go to bed. I think it's important, like you said, to kind of set those boundaries for yourself and let people know that you're, you know, like putting yourself first. I think that's really important. And a lot of people are uncomfortable with doing that. So I'm really glad that you took that initiative. It is hard to tell people, like, to set boundaries for yourself like that, for sure. Because Especially, like, I feel like me and you are similar in this way, is that I think we like to, please, like, people please. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I guess to us, like, a lot of things, like, don't seem like a big inconvenience. So it's like, oh, sure, I'll stay up till 1130 just to talk to you. That's fine. Or it's just little things like that to us. Like, they don't always seem like a big inconvenience. But when you put it in perspective sleep is very important and there's like a lot of studies that show that screen time before bed makes it harder for you to fall asleep yeah and for me I'm sure a lot of people feel this way but sleep is very very important to me if I get less than seven and a half hours of sleep I go to bed mad like if I (laughs) set my alarm and I see on my alarm that says you have like seven hours of sleep I literally am like flipping over in bed being like meh, 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 meh. Like, <laughs> pissed. I'm like I need eight I really would like more than eight like seven and a half or more hours so, yeah it like sets the tone for your day yeah so having stricter boundaries and stuff like that has been really valuable to me in this time and yeah and something that I've also learned about boundaries is that it's not about what you say it's how you say it I remember one time I was in a group chat and one of my friends was talking about a problem they had and my other friend said something along the lines of, hey, like I really care about you and uh, I want to talk about this tomorrow, but right now I'm not in the mental space to give you the right advice. And that's something that, you know, when I saw that, I was like, wow, that is so well put and it's such a mature response and it's something that I kind of like took with me because there's ways that you could create boundaries for yourself that people will respect but also still show that you care about that person and that you will be there for that person but maybe right now is just not the time for you and I think that it's really important to again put yourself first and your mental health first and I think that people will appreciate that about you and respect that so all about teach a lesson to others Exactly. Like I learned something because there are times for sure when like I don't feel like I'm in the right um, mental space to be giving the best advice or be there for someone when I'm going through something. So I think it's important to be kind to ourselves and and we could do that while still showing people we care about them and we love them. Yeah. I'm glad that you're doing that with your sleep. I know a lot of people are having a tough time right now, especially if they're not working. They don't have a schedule. So I have friends that are sleeping at like 4 a.m., 3 a.m. I'm guilty of sleeping at 2 because I keep watching Love Island and I can't <laughs> I can't stop. Um, so definitely that's also one of my things that I want to work on is trying to sleep earlier and developing those like nighttime habits and routines. Um, I'm definitely guilty of like screen time before bed and I've noticed it does make a difference for me as well. Also, I've noticed that 
um, when I'm sleeping later, I also wake up super late and lose so much of my day. So something that I've done to help regulate my sleep is even if I sleep at like three, I'll like try to wake up at like 8am anyways, even if I'm tired, because then I'll be so tired that I won't stay that late the next day. <laughs> so right, that's eight? Sometimes if I stay too late. That's impressive that you're waking up at 8 a.m. Not all the time. I'm just saying sometimes. <laughs> it's only if I just feel like my routine's like going way too crazy. There was like a period in time where I was sleeping at like 5 a.m. four days in a row. So I'm like, okay. Oh my God. Yeah. And I started getting like dizzy when I woke up and I was like, what is going on? I need to fix this. So also, I've just noticed in this pandemic that a lot of people are just doing a lot of weird things, like a lot of trends, like there's the banana bread phase of the pandemic, mm-hmm. there's the whip coffee phase, there's the TikTok phase, the tie-dye phase, like I just don't understand why all these things are becoming so huge and I'm guilty of all of them, you know? How do I just get sucked into this? <laughs> because everyone has a lot of time now to kill. I was confused with the banana bread though, like why banana bread? Like get- it's such a staple, like I don't know. That was surprising to me that everyone wanted to make banana bread. I guess because everyone's bananas were going bad, you know? <laughs> like, you're going to the grocery store less, I yeah, would assume. So your bananas are probably going bad. And then everyone's like, hey, let's yeah. just make banana bread. It's just yeah. funny how things catch on and, they, like, everyone starts doing it. I guess banana bread's also decently easy. It is. I mean, I made it, so <laughs> that says a lot. lot. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I made whipped coffee. Yeah, I'm a shot. Oh, I found out like I made guys. I don't like coffee. I'll only drink mochas. Um, but I tried making whipped coffee because I'm basic, and I was talking to Maria, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, I tried it, but it's like unbelievably sweet. I can barely drink more than three sips." And Maria was like, "What do you mean? It's like crazy bitter." Yeah, the one I made was bitter. And then I was thinking about it. And I was thinking about the recipe, and I was like, so I put in the sugar, and I put in the coffee packet, and I was like, wait, the problem was that I wasn't measuring out the actual coffee, I just used whatever amount was in that little packet, and it was like, literally one-fourth of the amount of coffee you're supposed to put into it, (laughs) so it was like, it was supposed to be like half whip or half sugar, half instant coffee, it was three-fourths sugar and one-fourth instant coffee. Nice. So I was literally you- just drinking slightly fl- coffee-flavored sugar, and that's why it was so sweet. Didn't you also put, like, coffee cream in it, which we're not I did, to but I don't think that was, like, the main reason why it was sweet. I think it was mostly the sugar. I don't know how that happened. The, the recipe is pretty straightforward. It's yeah, two I tablespoons just, of each I just, thing. I just assumed that the coffee packet had that much in it i don't know why that's kind of a dumb assumption but that's what I did. it's a it's okay i didn't know how to make mashed potatoes so we'll forgive <laughs> you for this Thanks. i know now guys by the way just wanted to clear that up this was a while ago yeah, yeah long time ago another life another life yeah let's talk about something a little more spicy mm. tell me about dating in, in the pandemic i know obviously you have a boyfriend for quite a some time now um, so what is it like being in a relationship during this pandemic? Please tell us, because obviously I've heard things and I've heard that some couples are struggling, some couples broke up, some couples are thriving, you know? I just want to know how yours is. So go ahead, spill the tea. 
Um, I, it's really sad that I've seen a lot of couples breaking up in this time. Like, there's a few, like, even, like, somewhat famous couples I've seen on Instagram break up that have been dating for a long time. And I'm on, like, a advice group on Facebook. And I've seen so many comments about people breaking up. And that's obviously really sad. And I hope that they find their right person in the future. Um, my relationship's been good. <laughs> I don't know, but I don't feel like that much has changed for us, at least. I think that one advantage that we had was that we were in a long distance. Well, like, I would consider a long distance, but we lived two hours apart, but we were only able to see each other, like, at best once a month for, like, two years. And um, I feel like in that time, we developed a lot of skills that allow us to communicate very well. Um, so but we were dating for five years now. So just under half of it was long distance-ish. What so, are these skills? Please share. And and again, this is like towards me. It's so like what I found helpful. So other people might obviously be different. Yeah. But I think that one of the biggest things that I find is helpful is that we focused on calling instead of texting. So throughout the day, this is like applies to when we were in long distance and now we don't text very much during the day. Like, especially when we are both working or when both of us are actually doing something in our day. Like, my partner's in school right now, so he's on a break. So, like, when he's on a break, obviously we talk more. But if we're both working, there might be, like, less than 20 messages throughout the day. So it's very brief texting and just very shallow level. But every night, we spend at least half an hour talking on the phone or video chatting. And I think that, for me at least, I found that talking on the phone or talking on video chat is a lot more personal and if there's no breaks in between like that someone's getting your full attention you can see their face or hear their voice and hear the, the tones and the expression a lot better while in texting there's always going to be some interpretation involved right and I always found like the the most fights we ever had were through text Mm -hmm. Like, the times where he pissed me off the most was when we were texting, and I, I didn't understand exactly what he was trying to say, or he was texting me while he was in between meetings, and he was really busy, and he really probably shouldn't have texted me because he didn't have time to actually properly respond. Right. Um, and so giving someone that, like, half an hour or longer at the end of the day, in my opinion at least, or even in the middle of the day, like, I guess whatever suits yeah whatever guys. suits you yeah um it, I feel like it's like you get their 100% attention and make sure you give that 100% attention like you're not on your phone you're not checking doing blah, blah blah for that like period of time and I feel like it that's a lot healthier than having to try to interpret text but that's just my personal experience I found that was always really helpful for us and that's what we've continued to do even when we're not in long distance we still talk every night and the other day, one of my friends asked me, she was like, how can you talk to someone every day for, like, five years? Like, how do you still have things to talk about? Well, life's constantly changing. I know, and I was like, I don't know. That's a good question. Like, you just talk about what you're doing, just talk about just, you know, like, those common, like, things you'll see on TikTok. Like, if I turn into a worm, would you still love me? <laughs> A very important question that should be asked. <laughs> very important, and the answer is very crucial to the continuing of your relationship. If I was a worm, would you love me? 
Yes or no? I'd still love you if you're a worm, Katie. Oh my god, I would love you too. Thank you. You know what? Actually, I'd probably love you more because worms have five hearts and thus five times the love. Wow. Ladies and gentlemen. Boys, write that down. Write it down right now. Girls, write it down for your man. Put it in his uh, drawer so he finds it. That's so funny. I was going to say, like, I'm such a call, like, FaceTime person, too. I always feel personally attacked when I see those memes of, like, oh, when someone wants to call me instead of texting and then they're, like, grossed out or, like, they hate it or whatever. I'm like, what do you mean? Calling is so much better. I always find that with, like, texting, I take things the wrong way, especially if they don't use emojis. I'm a big emoji person. Some people don't use emojis, so I don't know how they're saying something to me, you know? And, um, Especially like sometimes, and and you know this. Sometimes when I text, I I kind of like text fast and just get it out there, and um, I'm not always saying things in the right way. And sometimes people misinterpret what I'm saying. And like you said, it's just a recipe for disaster if that's like your only line of communication. I think mm-hmm. you should be comfortable enough with your partners to talk on the phone or FaceTime and things like that. I was gonna ask you about if you have any like tips like from Chelsea or something about like actually living with your partner because I know that some people are going crazy living with their partners and they're like oh my gosh this is too much for me I don't want to see you 24 7 so I was wondering like if you could share maybe any tips that you've noticed from them yeah I one thing that I think I've noticed from them and I, I think a lot of people would agree with this is that just because you live with someone doesn't mean you have to be with them 24-7. I guess it also depends on the kind of person you're dating, but a lot of people need their own space and need their own time to do what they're kind of trying to do. So allowing both parties to do their own thing, like from my room, I can see into their room. <laughs> Which, this sounds creepy. That is creepy. Lock <laughs> your door, Chelsea. <laughs> well, all of our doors open because of, so the cat can go in and out. Uh-huh. You know, I told you she rules the roost. Yeah. Um, and Chelsea will, even though like they're both working all day, and Brayden usually works in their room, and Chelsea and I will sit on the couch. Um, so even though they were not spending like physically all day together, at the end of the day they'll be in the same room, but they might he might be playing video games and she'll be reading. Like they're not forcing themselves to constantly engage with each other and just enjoying each other's company while being occupied by doing other things and allowing each other to kind of exist and do what they need to do to make themselves like happy and sane you know yeah not able to go do stuff because Chelsea also is someone who usually is gone so like she goes off and does her extracurricular activities so being home and doing nothing for her is very unusual so allowing yourselves to be in the same space but not forcing someone to be your like sole source of entertainment right I think that's important that's a really good tip I think that when you it's important that when you are giving someone your attention or like you are choosing to spend time with them that you are giving them like your absolute attention and not half and half or divided attention I agree Um, allowing yourself like if you're going to be in that moment with someone if you're like taking time to with that person like be in that moment with that person like don't let yourself get distracted by your phone and other things that are going on like to show your partner like that affection that they probably need yeah just be present Mm -hmm. 
Well, those are really good tips. I'm sure a lot of people could relate to that and appreciate that. Also, like, obviously communicate with your partner when you want, like, time to yourself and things like that. I think that communication is key, you know? It's key. And one thing, actually, that I've thought about is that I think that, at least this is my perspective as, like, a woman, that I feel like I sometimes forget that men also have emotions and just because they're not as expressive or as... Uh, experience at communicating their thoughts and feelings and experiences doesn't mean that they don't have them and I've seen all these girls and women on my social media talking about anxiety and talking about their feelings about the pandemic and all this stuff but I don't see a ton of men doing that and I think that a lot of men find it more difficult to express their emotions and anxieties around just well in general and so I think it's normal to expect that like your partner, just because they're not, if your partner is male, just because they're not talking about feeling anxious or stressed out because of the pandemic or just in general in life doesn't mean that they're not experiencing that or they're not feeling that. Um, and likelihood they are feeling some sort of negative emotions because of the pandemic. So just trying to start like an open dialogue or being just thoughtful if things aren't totally normal, like what they were before. Just remember that keep that in mind that you don't always feel okay about things that are going on and you can't always expect your partner just because they haven't said anything to be totally okay with it too that's a really good point because I know that a lot of my guy friends kind of don't always express uh when they're feeling down or or um when they're upset and that's just because men are I guess socialized to be the strong ones and not Mm -hmm. express their emotions but I've seen on social media there's more of a movement for um men's mental health and I'm really happy to see that Mm -hmm. um and I really hope that like this this time that we're going through um it's making everyone a bit more vulnerable and a bit more open so I hope that just as I and you have experienced some growth that like other people maybe who you're not even men but just women as well who uh, have a hard time expressing their emotions or opening up are finding ways to heal and finding ways to reach out for support in this time. Mm-hmm. Maria. Yeah. What about you and dating? How is that for you as a single girly? Single, ready to mingle. Um, are you mingling? <laughs> yes, I am. I'm mingling. <laughs> um yeah I'm the type of person who like I really hate uh dating apps because I see them as a lot of investment of my time because like when you see someone on a dating app like to me they're just like a picture it's hard for me to kind of like actually want to get to know you or have you get to know me and learn about me it's just a lot for me and especially like taking the extra mile to even meet up like spend time meeting with this person and obviously like a lot of first dates are awkward and a lot of them aren't great experiences you know because it takes a a few dates to find someone who you actually connect with um so I've always kind of like stayed away from that I also don't really love like partying or going out or things like that so I kind of find it more challenging to meet people but I've noticed that in this pandemic there is more of an like encouragement of like online dates like zoom or or facetime and things like that and for me that's like less of an investment so it kind of makes me more inclined to like try it out and also like the fact that people are kind of like more open and real during this time like it's easier for you to like develop an emotional bond with somebody um, because we're all going through this experience like people kind of have their guards down and uh, I've noticed that like when I ask people like, hey, how are you doing? Like, how are you? How are you handling the pandemic? Like I get really genuine responses. It's not just like people wanting to like hook up or like, 
you know, like things like that. Yeah. It's like actually like real conversations. And um, I've met some pretty cool people. Um, there's actually one person that I've connected with a lot. And the way that I've been going about dating is we've been doing like Netflix parties and like, Aww. yeah, and it's really fun. And then we'll like have a Netflix party and then FaceTime going at the same time. And like getting to know someone on an emotional level without the physical pressure is just really great because it actually allows you to really get to know the person. And, and sometimes it's hard to tell if you're just physically attracted to someone or if, right. if you are emotionally attracted to them you know so it's it's a good way to kind of figure that out and then you know you could always meet after after the pandemic is like things are a little looser and things like that and then you could explore the physical side more Mm -hmm. um but even if you know if you're out there and you're single and you're dating like it is a good way to even make friends and meet new people and I find that when I meet someone I constantly learn from people and that's something I really appreciate like even if it's an uber driver or whatever I love talking to people and like hearing you know their life experiences and things like that so I'm really enjoying this time I definitely recommend those of you who are single to date just have fun you know like you don't have to have a boyfriend or girlfriend out of this but at least like meet new people learn new things get out of your shell i think being able to try different things and expose yourself to new people and stuff is really i mean and i think that we're really lucky to be i mean obviously pandemic sucks but we have so much stuff now like we have like the internet all the tv we have like all these different connective devices that allow us to be so close together we're very fortunate to have all these things to help us stay connected even when we have to stay physically apart that's so true and i was actually amazed how many like like gyms and things have free like videos on Instagram and all of us are just kind of coming together even though it's keeping us apart like in the physical sense it's bringing us closer together at the same time which is it's just beautiful to see like our communities coming together the way they have and how businesses are 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 putting people first versus money and things like that like um, how there's people helping seniors and delivering food and our healthcare workers, our nurses that are constantly every day putting their, their health at risk just to make sure that people are okay. And um, I don't know, it's just also a very beautiful thing to see how much love there is in this world, uh, despite all the, all the craziness going on. I love the quote that says, you're not stuck at home, you're safe at home, you know, things yeah. like that. We're all going through this together. I know it's like a really shitty time. And a lot of people are dealing with households that maybe are turbulent or things like that. Like they're not in the best place. And I really empathize with those people and people breaking up and things like that. There's just so much going on. But I do think that this is the earth telling us slow down. And I really think that life will be a lot different um, coming out of this and that people will be more mindful, more grateful and stop and smell the roses so I do think that although there's a lot of chaos a lot of negative there's a lot of good things that are going to come out of this and a lot of gratitude yeah one thing that I saw that really made me smile was on I think it was a post on Instagram where someone said um, in all the post-apocalypse movies or in all the movies where you see like the world going through something traumatic it always shows humans turning against each other But in this time, we've really seen the opposite. We've seen all these people coming together, trying to support people, trying to help out, trying to feed people, and just come together, which I think is really nice that we've actually tried to start caring about others and supporting others, not the opposite. Yeah, that's actually really true. I'm glad that, like, it turned out this way and not in the other way where people are turning against each other we will be back to normal eventually eventually i don't know when that's going to be and we'll always remember that 
you know, we're strong. We made it through this pandemic. This will be talked about for years. It'll go down in history. And we're going to be a part of that, which is really cool at the same time that we got to experience this. If you are feeling anxious, overwhelmed, or anything, I really do encourage everyone to seek out some professional help because um, there are a lot of resources out there right now. If you're in Canada, Ontario, like launched a program for mental health, I'll link it in the description. And I really, really encourage you to invest in yourself and in your mental health because this is the time to do it and try to be patient and, and kind to yourself. You don't have to do anything crazy or like learn a new language or skill in this pandemic. Even if you just do one thing a day, like if whatever that may be, like just be happy for yourself. Focus on your happiness. Um, that's my advice and all I could say. I think that's great advice. Girl, I'm proud of you and <laughs> thank you for having me and I hope everyone, I wish everyone the best and just be gentle with yourself and treat yourself with kindness. Yep treat yourself kindness and treat others Mm -hmm. and also i want to say this is not the time to test your friendships you know everyone's going through their own experience if your friend hasn't called you or messaged you just know that they're also going through a pandemic so if you want to connect with people don't put it on people to kind of be the ones like if you want to talk to someone talk to someone reach out see how they are um, because we're all kind of like going through this together and dealing with it in different ways yeah Um, and and girl i'm proud of all of you listening to this i'm proud of the world i'm proud of our our city toronto i'm proud of everyone Mm -hmm. and i'm proud of you katie for staying strong coming out of a surgery and continuing to push on and and you know make the most of this time and you're just like an inspiration to me and you always uplift me and and cheer me up and i'm really grateful to have you in my life and thank you for coming on my podcast and sharing with us um your experience thank you so much oh oh my gosh thanks all right guys that's the end of the podcast episode i hope you're all safe and sound and please remember to keep social distancing i know it's annoying i know it's hard but it is what we have to do now if we want this to end sooner rather than later Um, and remember to wash your hands 20 seconds sing the alphabet do whatever you need to do happy birthday whatever floats your boat um, and just stay safe all right love you all take care